0: Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, we're you going your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Petey, as always, alongside Craig S. Morgan. But for the second consecutive day, we're without our
1: bus driver, our host, Leah Merrill. Yeah, it means that you, and first of all, that you and I have to sit too close together. Yeah, this is uncomfortable. And second, I agree. I'm, I'm out of content ideas already. So
0: that'll do it for today's show. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining. joining. Yeah, I don't know. How are we going to do it again?
1: I I feel like we we should have guests every day this week and just let them talk. Literally begged Leah to come home. Yeah. She just landed yesterday, begged her to come home. Is Leah (laughs) going to call into the show at some point? She might not. She may never call in. I
0: do Yep. She may or may not ever call in. But before we get to our special guest, Dallas Drake, I want to tell you about your money. Let's talk about your money. money. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union, dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make lives better. Look to Desert Financial for your checking and savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. Craig Banks there. <laughs> and we have diehards at bank there. Vigoda just did. And he got $200 in bonuses for signing up for a free checking account. When you open a free checking account online, get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. And with all that extra money, we know what we're going to do? We're going to the BetMGM Sportsbook. Uh, We talked about what a wonderful weekend I had betting on all the football games. Well, there's more fun tonight for hockey because with hockey tonight and tonight only an NHL contest, there is a 25% boost for all NHL games. Bet on any individual Mm. NHL matchup tonight and get an extra 25% in winnings if your bet wins. And now it's time without Leah. This is one of the things we forgot to do yesterday. I'll uh, Blame Leah. We're going to do a parlay. You're going to blame Leah? Yeah, I am. Okay. It's the BetMGM parlay pick of the night. I went hockey. It's called your home cooking parlay. I went all three home teams tonight. I got the Red Wings money line, Predators money line, Ducks money line. All that put together gets you a plus 462. And I did bet it for real. All right. So there's the hometown parlay. Make sure you sign up for the BetMGM using bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook Wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application. For at least $5, you will receive $158 instantly and additional winnings regardless of your outcome. Why is it $158? Because it's the fifty-eight Super Bowl, Craig. If you could oh. count Roman numerals, you would know that. Yeah, but I, I, I can not either. Why yeah. do Sequel they do that? One of those Roman Check numerals. out the show notes for full details. And now listen
1: to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Well, and like I said, we've run out of stuff to say, so it's time for a guest. Yeah, let's just let it. <laughs> and when talk we
0: decided instead. to go old school, and there's some new Coyote fans may not be familiar enough with his name. But I tell you what, if you are on the ice anytime in the in the 90s or early 2000s, better have your head up, because um, he's taking it off if you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coyotes forward, an old-time hockey player, uh, Dallas Drake, joins the show. And our fingers are crossed that his his microphone and audio work. We we, we just got to figure <laughs> out Hope what you do. So.
1: Okay, yeah. we need your full face, Dally. What? I
0: don't know. We got Still half play. of you right now. <laughs> Actually, no, ratings
2: might
1: be my, better
0: if we don't see your full oh, face. Oh, oh. Yeah, might, that might back. be better
2: as well. I don't know how to get my full face on there. So it just move, move, move to your left.
0: left. If you can move my to your left. left. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. no, the by camera. By not the way. camera. Move your camera to your yeah, right. You to the left, Camera to the move the camera the other way.
2: I'm moving. Jesus, Dallas. There it is. The technology nowadays, I'm right not gonna there. Watch. That's so look perfect. At that.
0: So you didn't have this when you were a kid. You didn't have phones. You didn't have the iPads. When you were right. a player, you, thank God you didn't have one. You were a player. Can you imagine a coach having access to you twenty four hours a day? Would not be good.
2: <laughs> no, no. Quite honestly, I, yeah, I wish we could sometimes go back to the old days when we had no phones. It seemed like a lot. <laughs> we communicated a little better and had a lot more fun. So
1: yeah, talk to people in real life instead of texting them.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So, Dally, we, we got to ask first off, uh, what are you up to? What have you been up to? I know I've talked to you, but we, we haven't had you on yeah. the show, so we got to catch yeah. up. Yeah,
2: well, I moved back into town, Uh, you know, this is my third year being back in town. I moved back from what we live in Michigan in the, in the summertime. So, I've you know, the last couple of years, I, I've been helping coach at the, for the Coyotes Junior AAA program up there. So it's been enjoyable. It keeps me busy. And, yeah, so it's been fun.
0: It's funny though, because Dallas, you've, you've played for a lot of NHL teams. You've been all over North America. Honestly, why Arizona? What made you choose to come back here to make your home?
2: Yeah, I've. I mean, obviously, we love the weather out here. We we actually had a condo out here for probably twenty years or so. We'd try to get come out in the spring and spend some time here as well, and still have people out here we're familiar with and friendly with. So and friends from when I played. So yeah, it's that's I, I love the weather out here. That's probably the biggest reason we moved back. I was sick of the Michigan winters.
0: Do you want to talk about one of the things we've been talking about a lot and you can't help but talk about it a lot if you work and and in media for the Arizona Coyotes you have to talk about relocation arenas and moving (laughs) you started your career in Winnipeg you were a Winnipeg jet and and, well they not started your career there but you were a Winnipeg jet when the Winnipeg jets moved here to Arizona so you've been part of a relocation. I'm just wondering what that's like in the locker room to the players when they're going through that hearing you're leaving a sports community like Winnipeg to to relocate down to the desert.
2: You know it's the team there at the time was in, in it needed a new facility and you know, i think everybody understood why we left it was you know a lot of money involved in that situation the, the rink was gonna get built for us you know it was, it was heartbreaking for a lot of the fans up there obviously winnipeg's a very diehard hockey community so that was it was hard for them but from a player standpoint we were excited to come to a new place place like phoenix especially we were, we were all excited about that we had a really young team at that point so we had a lot of guys that spent a long time a lot of time together So, uh, you know, a lot of us weren't married at the time. So we were excited to come down here and, you know, see how how it went. And we, we, I loved it here. I mean, I think a lot of us who, who, you know, initially came down here, would say the same thing that it was, it was a special place to play for us. Those first few years that we had a lot of success and, and it was fun playing downtown.
1: Do you remember that initial trip to the Valley, the first visit?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I remember it was, uh, the biggest thing I remember about it was a hundred degree temperature difference. We left Winnipeg <laughs> wow. and landed and landed down here in Phoenix. We left up there. It was like minus 30 or 40 or we got down here. It was 65 or 70 degrees. So yeah, so that was the biggest difference for us. And you know, we, we loved every minute of it.
1: There's a lot of talk about having to sell the game back then. You know, we, we know about JR's efforts. We called him PR actually, because he was out in the community yeah. so much. But what do you remember? Like what, what part did you play in all of that in trying to, introduced nhl hockey to a a city that had had some hockey history but obviously not the national hockey league
2: yeah well we obviously we tried to get out and do a lot of things in the community obviously especially early on introduce some of our faces to the people the fans i mean obviously jr was you know he was he was special at that kind of stuff and and he was really good at the people and he a lot most people knew who jr was so he was really good about that but like i think just you know we had rich naren and, and you know rich is i know he's no longer with the coyotes but he was really important in getting us out involved in the community, whether we were going out. So I remember going out some events and we were both, we were all, a bunch of us were on rollerblades and quite honestly, I'd never been on a pair of rollerblades. I've been mean, on skates. I'm like, I, I might fall down going across the stage on these rollerblades right now. So we were doing things like that just to kind of, you know, introduce, you know, get, get some of the young kids involved and meet the young kids. I think, you know, those that's the future of, you know, the fan base and, uh, so, but it was a little, it was a little awkward at first because a lot of people, you know, quite honestly, didn't know a whole bunch about us, but you know, I, I will say this, they supported us really well down at when we played downtown those first few years, it was, it was great. It was a great environment.
1: I always tell this story that one of the first games down there, they wanted us, I was working for the East Valley Tribune at the time and they wanted us to talk to fans who maybe hadn't ever been to an NHL game before. And you remember the North end, the obstructed view end where that first yep. balcony hung literally to the edge of the glass. And there were no nets. There were no <laughs> nets to protect the fans back in those days. So I go up in the first row and I see this guy with a baseball mitt. I'm like, I got to <laughs> talk to this guy. <laughs> it's like, so, so how, how you doing? You know, all the basic questions. So what are you hoping to get out of this? He goes, I'm, I'm going to catch me a puck. <laughs> and my next question was, Have you ever been to an NHL game
2: before? (laughs) Nope.
1: (laughs) Good luck, buddy, because it's not like a baseball. Trust me. What do you remember about playing at America West Arena for all, you know, for all its shortcomings? Like you said, there was great support there.
2: There was we our fan base was really solid for us. I mean, yeah, it was funny. You're, you know, that's one of the biggest things that jumps up. I love they always had the band playing up there. They had some rock band right. playing up there between periods, so that was always fun because you no know, Alice Cooperstown was right across the street. So we we'd go there a lot after games. Quite honestly, a lot of the players. Uh, but uh, yeah, just you know that not being able to see, the, see that that rink the, from the blue line in. It was kind of awkward. You know, it's funny. You watch fans and you know, all of a sudden the puck comes across the red line. And they all look up at the scoreboard so they can see what's <laughs> happening inside the zone. Because so, they couldn't see yeah. inside the blue line. So that was definitely a little bit awkward for a lot of people. But and they they made it work. You know, They there was a very energetic crowd. And like I said, there, there's always something going on in there to keep you know, the people entertained.
1: I'm, I'm not sure if Petey saw any of that. Because as Petey has told me, I, were you guys aware of where Petey's office was? Did you know where he was?
2: No, no, no. Yeah, of not course not. See, Jim Cummins
0: <laughs> did, and the guys that didn't play in the backup goaltender knew. I was behind the bench. I, I had this little office behind the bench. It was actually on the way from the locker room. But I was absolutely Terrified to walk in that room. I was new to the league. I mean, Stan had been around a little bit. But we had some young guy like Frosty, who you don't know, but he was beginning yeah. in the league, and we were kind of the young guys. And you just stayed out of the room because that was Rick Talker, Jr., a, the yeah. Dally Drake, and Keith Kachuk. Yeah. And man, <laughs> it was that it was merciless. Like they it would was. just it was you didn't want to walk through the room. Tony Silva used to cry when he had to walk through that room. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you couldn't get away with that now, Dally. It was yeah, just no, different.
2: yeah. You're right. and It's funny you say that because we we still, I mean, I start, talk with Keith all the time and, and even like Jimmy McKenzie and players like that. I mean, we were ruthless to one another. And like you could not walk through there with something getting thrown in your direction. And that's what we, we enjoyed about it so much. I mean, it was you had to have a really thick skin to walk through there, though, against something thrown at you. And it was fun. We loved every minute of it. But don't you think, and, and
0: I think we, I've been around locker rooms now f- for a long time, and now it's you're so afraid, guys seem so afraid to say something to their teammate. Oh, he's going to call his agent, or or God forbid he calls his yeah. mom. Somebody <laughs> said something bad, or hey, coach, right. he said something bad. Uh, honestly, yeah. I, I thought what made that locker room special is a guy wasn't afraid to look at his teammate and go, you sucked. Like, you yeah. got to be better if we're going to win. And, and I think that's really missing in today's game. Mm
2: i i i completely agree i mean the game is completely different than when i played even when i retired in a way started going in the direction it is today but You're right. I mean, like, you don't hear it. No, it's a player's game now. And back then, I mean, like, you had to scratch and claw just to keep your job, right? Now the players run the league. So that's just kind of the way it's transformed. And I wish it kind of – sometimes I wish it wasn't like that. And I like the old school guys. I know we had Torch there for a couple years. And Torch is still coaching. And I I, I read things. And people are always carving them for saying things. I, I love listening to him talk. He makes me laugh. He calls a spade a spade. And still have there's still a place in the game for for guys like that, and um, you know I just like you said it, it was it's a completely different environment than what it is nowadays. I don't think necessarily for the better, but uh, you know and a lot of it's you know, all the social media stuff just kind of has taken over. So and that's the part that I don't love very much as well.
0: Yeah, but you talked about Tortorella, and, and I think when you go back to Tortorella and Jim Schoenfeld and that era of coach, people got the misconception of those guys that oh they're mean, they're tough. Right, I, I think. They were just honest. They they didn't they mm. didn't have to sugarcoat it, like you said, so you didn't go crying to your agent or they just told it how it was. And and you might right. not like it, but they were just yeah. honest. Mm. Did Jim yeah. Schoenfeld actually challenge Jeremy Roanoke taking off his suspenders between periods, challenging JR to a fight? Did that really it, it happen? was
2: it was not in between periods. We were watching video. And JR said some smart ass remark. And we did video back then, like we just stuffed into a little room with a couch and you get many guys in there and watch video. <laughs> well, it wasn't like the video rooms of today. And we were watching video, and JR. I think uh, Shoney criticized him about something, and Jr. said something, and Shoney said, "All right, everybody else. Shoney started taking. Away. We were like, "Whoa!" We had we had to have, have guys stay, stay in there in the room and say, "Like, hey, Shoney's going to tear Jr. apart here." So, yes, but that that did happen, and uh, yeah, and Shoney at that time was still in very good shape. And I see Shoney around the rink once in a while his grandkids are up there all the time, so I see him. So it's, it's good to touch base them, to but yes, yeah, he was Shoney wasn't a guy you messed with. That's for sure. Who are the best? trash talkers who, oh, who are the guys God. who could chirp Jim, uh jimmy mckenzie was good kachuk was good jr was good there was a couple of sleepers like mike stapleton and mayor whitey he, he could yeah. throw the odd chirp just singer sometimes i mean i i had a pretty long tongue sometimes so like there was a, there was a <laughs> bunch of us in there that really went at it hard and like and we didn't care what we said and, like and like and the best part about it like the, the guys didn't really care either. They just go, on, "You're right," and they got me there. And so it was, it was, it was a good environment. We, I mean, Jimmy McKenzie is, and I still talk to Matt quite a bit. He was, he was pretty quick, so you couldn't get much by him. I was really young.
0: This is where I first started in the league when all these guys that you're that that Dallas is talking about. And I remember one time the team was practicing at Oceanside, and I rarely went there. I usually stayed at AWA and worked, but I had to be at the ring for some reason or another, and I had to walk through the trainer's room where Gord Hart, our medical trainer was. And Jim McKenzie happened to be on the table. Oh boy. And I can't tell the story on air of what actually he did to me and what he said (laughs) to me at the time. I didn't know him that well. And he's a big intimidating man. (laughs) And I tell you what, in today's cancel culture, old oh boy howdy. <laughs> Jim McKenzie probably would have played his last hockey game there. Uh, oh my. I mean, he was let's put it this way, he was not shy about his body at that time. Okay.
1: No. no,
2: no. And, no. He, and he had no reason to be shy about it. No, okay. no, he did and not. That is more information
1: than we probably need. So
2: Yeah. Exactly. That's for a whole different topic yeah, conversation. Different now. show.
1: <laughs> All right. I want to talk to you about. Practice. Before the ice den was built, yeah, yeah. I've I've talked to a number of players who remember, as PD put it in the notes, old time hockey, working out in the parking lot, the pothole filled parking lot at Oceanside Ice Arena, using weights that you had to bring yourself and often <laughs> driving from the arena in uniform in, in complete hockey equipment other than the skates
2: that was the best get to part get was driving to the rink in our cars you know like because we just put our helmets on we drive down the road <laughs> you look over there's somebody right beside you driving and you're like they're looking at you and you got all your gear on you're Like, okay hey, what's up <laughs> that's <laughs> so, unreal it was pretty funny. we yeah it was, it was comical so but yeah we had you know back then we didn't have much access to much of anything so we had to make use with what we had and we did and you know, we, every now and then we, when we were down <clears throat> downtown, we'd get access to maybe some of the sun stuff. But for the most part, we were using what we could until we got the, the ice den built up there. And that was a lot better the last couple of years as well. But yeah, it was, it was fun. Driving to, driving to practice wasn't fun with the gear all the time, but we had to do it quite a bit because, uh, you know, the suns obviously were down there a lot.
0: But It kind of goes back to what I was saying before about the old-time hockey. And if you did it in today's game, things are so soft. And you talk about the player's lounge and the gym and they got a kitchen and they got a chef and they got a nutritionist. Oh, back when Dallas played, there was one medical guy mm. and I remember him. And this is not a lie either. Uh, Gord Hart was one of the toughest cookies there ever was. Like he was I'm talking about vicious. He was vicious. <laughs> when, and, but you, if you went into the medical room, you better be hurt. Like, I mean, hurt. And, and nowadays, <laughs> oh my God, nowadays, there's four medical guys taking care of these guys, massaging them before, during, and after practice. If Walt and Gordhart would have seen a rookie go into the medical room for any reason, I don't care if his legs <laughs> hanging off his body, he's given it to him. It's just amazing to me that these guys worked out in a parking lot. And if you had to tell the guys today, you have to work out in the parking lot and dress and drive, I... Guarantee it. They're calling their agent. I yeah. guarantee it. Yeah. Like, there's no right. way. They bitch and complain about what they have now, and they don't know what hockey used to be like.
1: The NHLPA is filing right. a grievance. Yeah. Going on. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was just
0: different, and it was just grittier, yeah. and it was tougher, which brings me to the next point. We talk about gritty and tough, and people that haven't seen you play are familiar with your style of play here in Arizona. Uh, you're a physical guy. You were, I don't want to say dangerous, but you better keep your head up, but you better keep your head up if you're on the ice, right? Like you, yeah. you were coming, and you might come in a it little was, high. You yeah. might jump off your feet a little bit. Yeah. Could that style of play make it today?
2: Uh, no, obviously not. I mean, I'd be, like I said, I tell people if I'd be serving four to six somewhere right now for whatever I did back, <laughs> <things> back then. <laughs> so it was just, yeah, it's it, it, the head contact and all that kind of stuff. Obviously I was never aiming for anybody's head. I just, I hit people hard to the middle of the ice. And in most cases, they had their head down and I hit them in the head. So, and I, you know, closer to the end of my career, I had a few suspensions for that. But, you know, back in the day, that was, that was, that was allowed, right? So the, I wasn't the only one doing it, but uh, I was physical. And that's kind of what gave me space to play on the ice. I had to do exactly what I had to do to do that. And, uh, you know, it's, that, that was one of the, you know, the positive parts of my game that allowed me to play as long as I did.
0: And it's, what's, it's kind of unfortunate because that team, you were there at the right time. Mm. This team was good. Like This was yeah. a really good hockey team. And you look at, at when when Talkit finally gets here, and, and we talked about Kachuk and Roanoke, but you had all the role players too, like guys yeah. that could do a little— Bobby Corkum, guys that could do a little yeah. bit of everything— and this uh, team, honestly, I think even though they didn't have the playoff success, I think it's one of the best Coyotes teams that that the Valley has ever had. Yeah. And it was just exciting to watch Dallas Drake play. Like you, you wanted him on your team because he could skate. Some of the guys in the league now that can hit and play physically like that couldn't skate. Like Dallas was a he was a player. Like yeah. you could still participate in the offense, but you were still played scrappy. But you're not a big guy yeah. like that. You're not yeah. a big NHL player. What gave you the guts? To be able to go play like that what was what was it about you that allowed you to play like that
2: well i tell you i tell people this story a lot my first year when i went to detroit um for my first training camp uh, i was a centerman and uh you know i thought you know i was coming out of college pretty high on my head pedestal thinking i was going to step right in there and play and obviously their first their centerman at that time were Sergei fedorov steve mm-hmm. Eiserman. Jimmy Carson. So I was like, <laughs> "Not I, bad." <laughs> I, I, I got to find a way to play here. So like, and I never shied away from being physical in college, but it's not like I played like that in college. And I, I quite honestly, they put me on the wing and I just started doing that as I was physical. I banged in a few goals here and there. Um, but that's what kind of got me into the league was just changing how my mindset. had to change. I had to accept the fact that for me to stay in play, I had to change my identity a little bit. And, I, I, I made that commitment right away, and that's what got me into the league, and that's what kept me there, that, that's for sure.
1: So I got to ask this before we move on. One of our readers and uh, listeners, viewers, I guess all, all three, wanted to ask you, and I need to make sure this was you, about calling into a post-game radio show and identifying yourself as Skippy on a mobile.
2: True story. <laughs> Yeah, it's a true story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: can you can you paint that? Somebody thing, asked please?
2: me to do that though. Like, I, it was one of my teammates asked me to do that. I think it was Walt. Um, and I, like, yes, and I and I really, I didn't, I didn't know. I was, like, he told me to call in, and I don't really know what because what well, you remember Walt? He used to call like, half the people around the thing. He call him Skippy, so he'd go just call yourself Skippy. I'm like, all right, so I just did it. Yeah, so that was yeah, not much to that conversation as well. So. <laughs>
1: Skippy animal. That should be your Twitter handle now. So,
2: yeah. All right. We were talking,
1: we were talking about how good those teams were. And, and, you know, we were obviously both there for those, those playoff first round near misses, the close calls against Anaheim against St. Louis. What, what jumps out at you? I don't know if you have
2: regret it yeah or, what, yeah what you, uh, the, you know what those those series you know the other two years we lost to colorado we lost to detroit so those at that time they were they were better than us we gave them what they could, we could they could handle but the anaheim one we were up should have won that series the st louis one really still it still bothers me we were up three to one could have wrapped it up at home lost and went there lost and came back and lost at home again so that was frustrating um because I, I really you know during that time like like Todd said, we, we had a couple teams that really, if we could have got through that first round, which a lot of people stay, and it's, it's true, getting through that first round is sometimes the hardest thing to do, mm-hmm. and then you can kind of get your feet under you and get some confidence. If we would have got through that against one of those teams, I think we could have made a good run, and uh, it was unfortunate, because we had, we had some players, Habibu in the net, you know, Tapo on the point, and JR and Walt, and we had some good like <clears throat> second-roll guys that knew what they had to do, and it's, it's yeah, it's very dissatisfying. It still bothers me. We lost to St. Louis.
0: Yeah, that one to me is is the of all the playoff series, yeah. up three to one, coming home for two of the three to America West Arena with the team that that that, that the Coyotes had at that time. They were tough. Like yeah, they, yeah. You weren't getting put. You look now and some of these teams that, that do well during the regular season get blown up because they can't physically play. That team could play. And in those black kachinas, those heavy, big, thick black kachinas back <laughs> then, man, <laughs> that was a scary looking team. It, it's just too bad that 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 they ran into Grant Fear. And it, it's yeah. really the look at game seven was a goaltending matchup, but a heavy and in Grant Fear was game seven, yeah. zero, zero. Zero yeah. zero regulation goes to overtime. Can you imagine? Yes. Zero, yeah, zero zero game seven. So it's it's too bad that I look back at that one too. And I had my bag packed in the video room because if you won the game, you're leaving right from there. The game seven, you're going to Dallas. So it yeah. is one of the times that I was just getting started. But I, I look back at that time and Shoney said, "If we don't win, I, I'll put my job, stick my job. We win the series." He didn't, and he didn't.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was too bad. He didn't deserve to get fired for that, but it's the way it goes in hockey and sports nowadays, right? You don't win, you're usually the culprit.
1: Dally, uh, just to tie this into, <laughs> I, I guess, news of the day or news of the past two decades plus. Um, after those first couple seasons, were you guys aware that Richard Burke was looking for a new home for the team and that the relocation rumors were swirling around this team with, at that time, Portland, the, the destination?
2: Yeah, well, I, yeah, we heard them, obviously. I mean, I didn't know how serious they were, but, um, you know, you always hear rumors. It seems like the rumors have been going on here for quite some time now for ever since the team got here, right? So it seems like yep. it's never-ending, and, you know, they had a couple of ownership issues there in the last 10, 15 years. So, um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I, I really hope the team can figure it out and stay here because I, I do think there's a place for them here. Um, but, you know, who knows? That's, we'll figure we're going to find out sooner than later, I think.
1: Yeah. Amen to that. And, and like you said, you're involved a little bit with the, with the hockey here in Arizona. Now, what's your sense of how things have changed on that front from the, at the youth level, we have a division one college, right. program, which is insane. Yeah. What's your sense of the growth of hockey here?
2: Well, just from what I've seen over the last three years that I've been out here, it's pretty incredible. There's a lot of really unique talents out here. I've been, I've been fortunate enough to coach a couple of kids the last couple of years that are moving on to the junior level. And, um, you know they got a very bright. For actually, one of the kids is is committed to stay here and play at SU. So, I, I I'm very impressed with how they do a lot of things around here. They do have talent. Um, they do it the right, right way. There's a lot of there's a you know I think they're lucky in a lot of ways because there's a lot of guys former guys that are around the area that are how, happy to help and coach. And I think that's a a positive for all the organizations that have them. So, um, yeah, it's definitely hockey in the valley is a real thing, especially at the youth level.
0: I want one story I want to verify because, again, back in those days, I wasn't really interactive with the players. I was just kind of sat in the front of the plane on on the playoffs, and I was out of the way. I recall one of the first trips I ever took, so it must have been a playoff to Detroit, I I think. I think it's a playoff series to Detroit, and the team had to fly Sun Country. This is back before charter (laughs) planes, and you didn't get that. You actually went through the terminals. This is the old Sun Country? Sun Country. This is before... This is before 9 11. This okay. is airports. This is way different rules on a plane. And there was a defenseman named Gerald Diddick yep. on the team. He he didn't win every any trivia contests. Let's <laughs> let's put it that way. But he um he did some stuff on the plane that you cannot get away with today. Do you recall any antics at either takeoff or landing that Gerald Diddick did on the plane? They might not have even stood out to you. Do you yeah. recall anything on the plane?
2: <laughs> I remember Dids being a little bit yeah off the off the rails sometimes. I don't remember what he did or specifically. That was a long time ago. I usually stayed as far as I away I could from Dids because he was just a strange <laughs> customer. So like I said, I was usually in the back somewhere and Dids was somewhere in the middle. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. And you're right. We flew some pterodactyl airlines back then. It was like hang on we're flying in get the duct tape out we're it was a little worrisome at times yeah it was
0: and i'll tell you (laughs) the plane thing really quick as we were landing he took a serving tray from the flight attendant and he sat (laughs) on it as the plane landed so when the plane lands and you're on a a serving cart at the back of the plane but you're at the front of the plane in no time (laughs) if you did that today literally be arrested so that's what i'm going to leave you with my last question Back when guys were getting their ties cut, and if you fell asleep on the plane, God, good luck. Yeah, um, I yeah. had, like, Walt, again, one of the worst there is at, at shoe checks and all of those things. So if you go back to all of your time here in Arizona, give us the worst prank that was ever oh. played on you— or that you played as a part of someone else, played on somebody else. And again, this is a family program, so I don't to be too yeah. off base. But is there anything <laughs> you recall that right now, if you did, guys, we go, uh-oh. If you can think of one of the best pranks you either pulled or got pulled on you in your time in Arizona.
2: Well, the PG-rated one. I'm going to keep the other ones. The the, the, the best PG-rated one I can come up with is, is uh, Walt. I don't know if he, how he did it, but he... When we we did we did fly private like every now and then, which was very rarely. And we did have a charter flight, one flight. And Walt, I don't know how he did this, but he got the guy's keys from his car on our way back, and he had the car removed from the parking lot. And everybody thought the guy's got his car stolen from the parking lot. So <laughs> that, that one always stuck out at me. That was pretty good because like we, we knew, like we, we knew, we, a couple of us knew, and we literally. Just played dumb and played like the vehicle had been stolen, and and we just went with the flow. And this guy was calling the cops and trying to. We're like, Oh my god! So like yeah, that was that was one of the. There's a few other ones that I we could talk off air that I like you said it's a PG rated show. Yeah. Um, that we can't go there because you like you, like you know you know, we did some things back then that you're you're right when you say that you'd be in an arrested coming off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be in shackles and your ankles and your wrists would be in shackles. He did some shit back then, right? It's so. unreal
0: because there is no one like, and I wish people could have seen the real Keith Kachak. Not only, hey, there's nobody that plays the game like he does now. There isn't. Right. Like he yeah. he scored 50 goals and he could beat you up. Yep, Like yeah. he played physical, got to the net. Man, was, he, there is no player like, like Keith Kitchak. And he is not in the Hall of Fame right now. It's just a crime. Yeah. He should absolutely be in the hockey hall of fame. Um, but, but his antics off the ice. Yeah. That's the what, what a human being he is. Like you liked yes. him, but you, you keep your eyes open. If he's in the room, you all better right. be looking. <laughs> um yeah. the last thing, I know you're still really good friends with Walt. Do you keep in touch and how is he oh, looking yeah. at his family going through all of you oh, know yeah. the kids going through the NHL?
2: Oh, I, I love it. I mean, I keep, I follow his kids. My kids, Favorite players, Matthew Kachuk, you know, he's still one of my best friends. I just talked to him the other day. He, they retired his jersey in St. Louis last week, or put him in the Hall of Fame in St. Louis last week, I'm sorry. So I talked to him about that. So, yeah, work very close, and, and you're right when you say that. He's, you know, he definitely is a Hall of Fame player. Um you can't always go by goals and assists, but if you do, he's got the credentials to get there just on that alone and just the type of player that he was in that era. He was a, he was one of the top three players in the league for four or five years there at a certain point. So scored, fought, got assists, was captain. You know, physical, you just can't you don't there's they don't make him like that anymore. And like you're talking about a two hundred and thirty five pound man when he's in front of the net, like good luck moving him. So he would score sixty today if he was allowed to play. So <laughs> um he's that he was that good.
0: Dallas Drake, I can't thank you enough. This is uh, honestly at PHNX. This might be my favorite interview, <laughs> and I'm not <laughs> kidding. Like we've, and that's with the commissioner in, in, in too. And, and Shane Don, well, if Shane Don would show up on time. Yeah, well. which, which he doesn't. <laughs> so the interview's cut in half. But Dally, that was fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time. Good luck with the kids program, and, and I right. hope to see you up around the ice then.
2: Absolutely, guys. Reach nice, out, guys. out time. It was fun.
0: Well. Oh, you know what I need to do it takes after you that back, Craig? doesn't it? I need to take an ogs after that. yeah, that uh, and you know the another news. one. I need to take another one after that. Check out the new The Big OG's Gummy. It's a mega version of Peg's Raspberry Orange. And you know what it is? It's 10 individual slices making up 100 milligrams of THC. Whoa, boy, howdy. It's just like freshly squeezed juice. Live rosin is created through a pressing process. The highest quality harvested cannabis in frozen and ultimately pressed to extract the all-natural live rosin oil. That's a big 100 million, boy. Howdy! Better go. Our friends at OGs—they have the Sleep Edition, they have the Happy Balance, and they have so many more. Anything and everything, and they have every product to fit all of your THC needs. Make sure to learn more about OGs brand gummies, locally made, by the way. Throw that out there, um, and where you can find them, head over to OGsBrands.com. And while you're driving there, I want everybody to do this. If you're listening on audio right now, and this goes out to my my very dear friends Danielle and Leah. If you are in your car listening to an audio edition of this podcast right now, look at your gas gauge. Look at it. If it is below one quarter tank, not two miles, not three miles, one quarter tank, get to the nearest Circle K and fill up. Your parents would be proud of you. Right now, and, and while you do that, before you do it, before you pump download the circle to K app and become part of their inner circle when you become part of the inner circle you save 25 percent cents per gallon on your first five Phillips three cents on every gallon after that and you get the sixth item free when you buy five of some of their best items pizza coffee and their famous ice cold fountain drinks join the inner circle for free by downloading the circle K app today terms and conditions apply at participating locations visit circlek.com.com don't call it com. ABC Sybilis Sybilis Leah Ber- <laughs> visit circle k.com for details
1: mm. takes you back doesn't it here in Dallas strike talk I just remembering those early years of, um, of the America West arena days the the playoff series of course that were frustrating ultimately but it, it was so cool to have NHL hockey I've told this story I know I repeat myself this is what happens when you get old you just repeat stories and you think people are hearing them sure. for the first time um but our columnist at the Tribune, I remember asking him, you think NHL hockey will ever come to the Valley? Not a chance. Like wow. Not not two months later, the, the Coyotes They're are there. The Winnipeg Jets are moving here. And I was so excited because, you know, you and yeah. I both hockey grew guys. up around hockey the game. Guys. And I'm in sports media thinking, I'm in a market that has, you know, other sports, but it, it doesn't have this. I mean, we even had the Firebirds. So we had baseball at the yeah. time, but we didn't have hockey. No,
0: and, and, and – at the time, people were like, "Hockey, another ho- hockey in the Southwest isn't going to work. Yeah, it's not going to work." I mean, you're talking at that time; it's it's Dallas. Dallas had just moved from Minnesota, and, and now hockey moved from Winnipeg to very serious, hardcore hockey markets to two maybe not so much. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, when I hear those stories and going down memory lane, it's just amazing how much this game has changed in t- twenty years. Yeah, like it's phenomenal. It's crazy how much different the money it is. is so much different. Um, the the amenities, the arenas, the way,
1: just everything. The day to day life is different. The interaction, like you mentioned, like the interaction with the players with each other or with the media, or it's completely different. And the game's changed. But, like back then,
0: it was hooking, grabbing, clutching, fighting. It was just different. There was two line pass. Like yeah. rules have changed. There wasn't the tag up icing when this team first came to Arizona. There's so many things that have made this game. Today, faster, quicker, and, and literally a much more skilled game than it was back in those days. I I, I am so glad we had him as a guest yeah. because the things we talked about, I, I'm just picturing Clayton Keller and Lawson Krause carrying weights in their car. <laughs> and, and I just don't know if they do
1: it. You know what else you don't see? You don't see chain-smoking goaltenders.
0: No. <laughs> we, the, the starting goalie of the, the Arizona Coyotes had an ashtray in a stall. You think I'm kidding?
1: No. Not I kidding. Know. I saw it. I saw it's it. It's true. Talking about Nikolai Hobby
0: Bullen. Nikki Hobby <laughs> smoked.
1: <laughs> what? You're yeah. out of your mind. Like, how you just could Go you out th- that back door at the ice den, what, back when they had that whole side with the locker yes. rooms and go out for a smoke break. It's unbelievable to <laughs> His me. Agent and, hated it that we mentioned that.
0: <laughs> and they had pizza after every game. If if you told the strength guy and the nutrition guy in the Kiters right now that they're having pizza post-game, they go out of their mind. <laughs> and you taught you heard oh, him in oh, Dallas say that they went to, to um to Alice Cooperstown, right right across the street. Right. It was right downtown. And he said, yeah, a lot of us went there after games. But you don't do that now. You yeah. go get your protein shake. You get your quinoa bowl. You go home. You get your sleep science guide. You tuck you into bed <laughs> after you have your all red light sauna. Like, there's nothing wrong with showing up <laughs> to the game in the rink oh, the next man. day with a little beer on your breath. Because you know what happened, Daniel? The guy on the other side of the face-off had also a little bit of beer on his breath. And we should ask Dave Tippett about that, about the good old days. It's just fun, and and I, I, I just hope that the legacy of Coyote Hockey and pro hockey in Arizona stays.
1: Amen. And I don't want to see it end now. I think it's so important that this carries on. Yeah, and and we we just talked to him about about the impact that the Coyotes have had on the growth of the game. Youth, youth hockey in particular, it's it's amazing to see what's happened across that. But we, we've got competitive teams on the boys and girls side at this point. We've got a Division One hockey team. Yeah. We, there's so much happening, and you wonder what happens if the NHL goes away.
0: Yeah, I, I, it is. It's, it's a testament to having the team here. You talk about Austin Matthews when we had Elliot Friedman on yesterday. And, and Austin Matthews doesn't exist in Toronto and lead yep. this league in scoring, if not for the Arizona Coyotes. It, yeah. it just doesn't. His favorite player is Danny Breer, by the way, Shane Doan, because I'm Sorry. sure you're listening. Sorry, Sorry about that, buddy. But, but if it leaves, it's so built up right now, and it's yeah. so strong right now, in the arenas that have hockey, it's so strong. It will be okay f- for now. Yeah. But that attention will wane, and it will, it will it will start to decline. Yeah. And, and I think there will always be hockey here. Yeah. I just know if the Coyotes leave,
1: it won't be the same as we're seeing it right now.
0: Which is sad. Can we go back to the
1: OGs ad now? No, or or let's, hey, speaking of beer on your breath.
0: Yeah, speaking of beer on your breath, we've talked about the OGs making you happy. You know what makes me happy is Four Peaks, because Four Peaks is the official beer sponsor at PHNX, and sports aren't the same without a Four Peaks in hand. And I tell you every day,
1: my favorite is the Kilt Lifter Craig. It it is lately, actually. I've been drinking. Kill Lifter. Kill Lifter. You know, I was on WoW for a long you're a time. You were a while It's, guy with it's that warming shit. up again, so I may go back to the WoW. But yeah, Kill is a really good beer. Unbelievable. Yeah. Just go to fourpeaks.com and check out all of the beers
0: they have because they literally have a flavor for every person in every mood. I promise you that. And while you're at it, go to their 8th Street Pub. We haven't been for a minute. Chicken for tendies their chicken tendies. Yeah. Unbelievable bar menu. If you want to go watch a game, the Eighth Street Pub, fire. TV's everywhere, food is great, and they have all of their famous four peaks uh, beers on tap. Yep. And there, it's not just one bar. There's a bar in the front where you can kind of play a little more bougie. Yeah. Like like you're like, I don't know what what'd you call that? Like a coffee shop bar? What yeah, would that it's
1: be? It's a really cool bar. Yeah, like, it's really I like cool. that whole space. I've been yeah. going there forever. Like long before I worked at PHNX. I've been going to yeah, it's I've been cool. going to Four Peaks. So we got forever. the outdoor spot too. Yeah, a
0: little yep. toasty in the summer. Perfect right now. Yep. So check out their outdoor patio at the, at the Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. Visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all of your favorite beers and events. Check out Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please enjoy responsibly. And another thing, since we're talking about looking around your house, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're at home, look around your house. Tell me how horseshit and drab. Can I say that during an ad read? <laughs> Can we call Max? I don't know. Yeah. Yep. We're can about I, to find out. We're going to find look, out. You can look how right Grab your floors look. And, and I'm telling you from experience, I walked around my house for nearly a decade saying, this flooring stinks. Don't like my, I'm going to move. You know what I did instead? Got new floors. And a whole new house. Whole new life. All you got to do is get a hold of M- Empire Today. And you know what Empire Today does? They come to you. You don't have to go shopping. They bring everything to you. They've got a product. you want carpet? they got carpet, laminate, tile, wood. You want tile that looks like wood, laminate looks like tile. They got it. Whatever you want in any budget range you need, they've got it at Empire Today. So make sure you check out Empire Today. With Empire Today, you can shop at home convenience, the right product for you, your needs, quick and professional installation, and a price match guarantee. Working with Empire Today is easy, quick, and convenient. Schedule a free at-home Estimate today. All listeners can receive how much? $350 off discount when they use promo code PHNX. Restriction apply. Please check out empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details.
1: Whew. Hey, you got through them. Congratulations. It's amazing.
0: And I do, I don't wait to,
1: get, Leah, get back. Yeah, amen. That's hard. But, I don't know how she does it. You no, know, I I do. I am happy that Leah is getting back home to Toronto to her hometown. Yes. And she gets to cover an event like the all-star yes. game, which is, you know, it it can be exciting. Like it, Elliot was saying it right yeah. when we had him on, like, I'm I'm the same. I'll complain and then I get there and then I I find I enjoy myself. And that's true. Like once you're at one of these events and you're connecting with people, it can be a lot of fun. I I still don't care about the game itself, the skills challenge, that stuff. And the city of Toronto must be electric. Toronto's amazing. It's a great city.
0: It's a great city to begin with. Can you imagine the all-star game being there and all the hockey personalities? And it becomes the melting pot of hockey right now. Mm. Like for the next three days, it's Toronto and the draft is tomorrow. So that'll be fun to watch. People can tune in and we'll be talking about that on Friday. Who got drafted last? I'm sure because Phil Kessel is not there. So we'll have to see who got drafted <laughs> last. And I am so sorry to the chat. I'm going to apologize. I, I I have difficulties in focusing on two things at once. Yeah, but I, I really don't. I do. I do more than two usually, but, but this one I can't do. And Paul said that Leah's probably just having some of her Tim bits of Tim Hortons right now. And you know what? I bet she has already had Tim Pitts. I would hope so. At this there, point. there, there is a zero percent chance she hasn't been to Tim Hortons yet. So I apologize to the chat. I know I see CWP there. I'm so sorry. I'm just not good. Robert Lee's never watching the Coyotes again if they leave. Amen. I, I, I get the, the anger. I, I'll be that way for a minute. All text wants four peaks in St. Louis. Don't we all? Um, but we want to see it everywhere. Yeah. So I'm sorry to the chat that I haven't done a very good job of keeping up. I promise I will try to do better. And right now, Cody, that's a good question. And I'm going to hand that off to to our resident journalist and reporter, Craig Morgan. Is there anything fans can be doing to help get this
1: arena deal done at this point? I I wish I could say that there was some impact that fans could have at this point. I mean, you could, you you know, write a group email to Gary Bettman and, and state how badly that you want Coyotes hockey to say, I don't think it could hurt. I'm not sure it's going to help that much. Uh, yeah, I think this is—it's beyond the fans right now. I think
0: it's if it of, gets to the point it's out where it's everybody's hands, if it gets to the hands when you're principles. back to another political situation where there's going to be some kind of a vote and and the people yeah. can really have a voice at a city council meeting or those type of situations, then I think the fans can get involved again. Right now. Sadly, this is business.
1: Yeah. It's all business. And and honestly, they're they're trying to avoid any kind of public vote. So yeah. if, if, if we get there, that's a problem. I, I don't think that's coming. So yeah, I just we wait. It's it's hard. We wait. And I, again, I, as I told you guys in the newsletter, for those who read it, and as we've said on this show, I don't know how it's going to play out. I, I honestly don't know at this point, but we're, we're going to have answers fairly soon. Speaking of answers, yes. you have received a lot of questions Whew. lately. Can yes, you tell I us have. about... The next Craig Morgan mailbag. Yep. It it will be coming tomorrow. I know tomorrow's February 1st, so apologies because it it's is the, the first January of the month already? mailbag. Funny. And I got to it. Uh, I mean, I gave people a deadline of okay. today. and oh, that's fair. It's bad. been a week, as you guys it's have fair. seen anyway. It's It's all right? star break, Craig. It's it fine. Is. It is. Um, I, I did finish a, a writer's roundtable with the other all-city NHL beat writers that's going to run – on Friday with with oh, cool. Charlie O'Connor and Megan Angley and Mario Terabisi. That's really cool. Um, Where is that going to run? I think it's going to run on PHLY this time, but I'll link uh, oh, cool. I'll link to it as well. So cool, cool. so there's a writers roundtable coming. The mailbag is coming out tomorrow. Uh, got a lot of questions again, <laughs> a lot of questions, yeah. and you can guess what some of them are about. But yes, that's for diehards only. So a reminder: become a diehard. There are lots of perks. Yeah, I'm,
0: not only do you get a free hat or shirt when you sign up, you get a free hat or shirt on your anniversary every year. Not just one shirt. You get one every time you sign up on your anniversary. So you get 20% off all merch on the the PHNX Locker. You get 20% off all of our events. And there are a lot of them. There's hockey events coming soon. So stay tuned to that. And you get part of the Discord where Craig and Leah... Are on often, and I'm in sometimes.
1: Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. We're we're there, in there a lot. We do live chats than there. there. You, you do PD's puck talk. I do PD's puck there. talk live yeah, yeah. in the
0: Discord. It, so become a diehard. It really is the best way to become part of this PHNX sports community. So check it all out at gophnx.com and and find out more about becoming a diehard. Craig, anything else you got coming up on the next two shows?
1: Do you know what you are doing Thursday? No, buddy. We got to plan that after we get up here. Leah? Yeah, we have no idea. We have no Actually, idea. We have a fun show. game planned for Friday for that's Friday? going to involve. You guys, really? The chat? And we'll let you know. Yeah, it's just going to be for I don't know about the chat. This. I know. I, right. know. I mentioned it in passing, but, but you I know, don't pay. Attention. You guys don't tend to pay attention to me very much. So. so Friday tomorrow's show. I I think we're
0: hopeful. At this point, we're hopeful that we will we have some kind of contact with Leah Merrill. Yeah. To save us. Yes. We we are hoping she is able to either call in, text in, some form of communication to get a report from the All Star game in Toronto. And I will be doing I don't know if you got to see the quarterfinals last night where Centennial moves on in a big win over West Flagstaff. When C- it was a, it was a nail biter for about fifteen minutes, periods of fifteen minutes. It was one one after one against Flagstaff, then Centennial pulled ahead and and Mountain Ridge. Um oh, that's cool. Yeah they move that? on into the semis tonight two big quarterfinal games the battle of the 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 prep schools Notre Dame Prep playing Brophy Prep oh boy today in the first battle in the late night it has the last two state champions facing off against each other with Desert Vista facing off against Pinnacle. Wow. Those games are tonight at the mullet. Ten dollars gets you into both games. Check it out. These are honestly these are these are four really good teams. They they contain between Notre Dame Pinnacle and, and Desert Vista, they have the last four state championships. Mm. So this is a big, big tilt tonight. So check it out there. And then on Friday, I will be back in studio doing a, another um podcast for a preview of the Arizona state high school hockey championship. So look for that on Friday as well. And um, I will be on the broadcast booth Thursday and Sunday for all the semifinals and finals games. So check out high school hockey, go to asha.org for more information on tickets and game times, Craig.
1: That's it. That's I think that's about it. I don't we know if I can it. talk much more. We survived yeah, at least can't. Well, we've survived two days. Now we've got two more to get through PD. Yeah.
0: Uh, so follow I don't all, like all our of us, odds, but you know how stressed I am right now? Cause I'm going to say, follow us on Twitter. And you know what? What's what happened yesterday's show? Hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I know she like Dan, knows. It's almost like Daniel. I know Daniel behind it. the Mac knows already. It's coming. So here's where, here's where it comes. Make sure you follow all of us on social media. Follow me at SPetersHockey. Peters Hockey. Follow Craig at Craig S Morgan. Follow Daniel behind the Mac at Abracadaniel. Did it. We got began, it. But- follow the show at PHNX underscore coyotes. Make sure you follow us and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five star review. It really helps jump over to YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss any of the content that not only the coyote show, but all of the great shows here at PHNX provide. Thanks for joining us today. It was a great conversation with Dally Break. Count not yeah, break Dally Drake. Yes. We'll see everybody again tomorrow. Until then, have a great day. All-